Yo, 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 we are back. Episode number 45 of the Not The Same Podcast Bible Study hosted by this one word, C. Micah, and that one word over there, Mr. Rob Redeem. And uh, we are glad to be back with you. What's up, sir? Man, I'm feeling good, bro. You know what I'm saying? Back at the eyelid action today. Um, you know, yeah. shout out to all the military people, man. Today was our exodus, and so um, yeah. was in that joint at um, 2 o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely had to get that, um, you know, that back of the eyelid action going on is when I got off at 1030 this morning. Salute to everyone that's in the military, uh, whether they retired or active right now. A big salute, man. We, You are much appreciated. Much appreciated, yep. man. You ain't going to be too woke or too deep, but... Much appreciated. Yeah, much, appreciated. much appreciated. Much love. But if you are watching us live right now on YouTube or on Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> either one, please do us a favor and do like you see the screen and hit that like button as well. Yep. Hit the subscribe button. And while you subscribe and go ahead, go ahead and hit that notification bell. As we're about to get into the Bible study. What up, D? Appreciate What's you. What's up, like D? How you just, doing? As always, as always. Yeah, we're most Go ahead, bro. No, I was just saying most deaf as always. What's up, D? Rebroadcast. Oh, yeah, I got. Uh, oh, yeah, my re rebroadcast. <laughs> I heard the ding and got caught. <laughs> Yo, shout out to our rebroadcasters, man. Parable Radio, yeah. Praise 365 Radio, 520 Collective Radio, yes, um, His Hop Radio or Podcast Network. It's a little bit yes, of sir. both going on over there. Also, um, the takeover. Not all of these people rebroadcast the Bible study, but we still want to give them their the B -plus. just what do. Up, sir? And. RYC praise. What's going on, B plus? Good evening, Miss Dingo. All right, all right, all right. So the Bible, this Bible study that we are endeavoring to, I ain't gonna even say it like that. It's a real preaching on it. Endeavoring, uh, anyway. This Bible Brett, study. Don't do it. Will, nah, I will log off it. you. <laughs> <laughs> don't play like that, brother. Yeah, but this Bible study, we will be continuing our Bible study on healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. We went through uh, a lot of particular scriptures on that and we're gonna go through some of them again but let's just make this very plain god did miraculous healings back in the day in yeah. jesus ministry and god is still doing miraculous healings today through jesus ministry jesus was physically there and now jesus jesus through the holy spirit is alive in each and every one of us and he is able and built and able and willing to do that but a lot of times we have to have the faith or It'll be a side remove. We're going to dig into all that when we get back to our uh, review. Each and every one of us who have accepted the um, son. <laughs> Let's, Help me out. I don't this want... is very, very true. But, I don't but want it is not limited. It is not limited to God will heal somebody that's not, not saved. It's not. Sometimes it's not. it'll be a sign for to an unbeliever. You know what I mean? Good evening, it, it Ron. Is. It What's is. What's up, sis? It is. Yeah. I ain't talking about the healing. I'm talking about that part inside of. I'm just I'm just just putting it out there in case people want to. <laughs> he ain't lying. Man, this is true. All right, man, let's get into it. We're going to do a review right quick. Let's go into the Webster's meaning definition of healing. Go ahead, brother. Yes, the de Webster definition, the act, the process of curing or re of restoring the health, the process of getting well. That is the Webster definition. 
Um, I yeah. Oh, I had to read the. That's the one thing I didn't fix. The biblical biblical definition. I got this, brother. The word healed and healing makes uh, means to make solid or whole. In the Bible, it means the restoration of health and the making making <clears throat> the making whole or well, whether physically, mentally, or spiritually. In the Old Testament, the Lord God Yahweh, as He was called, Yahweh. alone was the source of all healing in every aspect of in every aspect of his life man is dependent on the lord and the lord god of lord god alone absolutely god is the ultimate source of all healing uh it has very little to do with us though we have we may have some responsibility in certain things our responsibility responsibility is minuscule <laughs> but very powerful let me say it that way i know i'm, I'm right, kind of jumbling right. because i'm excited about this but uh you know y'all be all right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take your time, Doc. Take your time. Go, go on, say, I, I, felt, I felt it in your shot, I know. In my shot, I know. <laughs> I'm going to take my time. All right, man. So uh, we went through healing in the Old Testament and uh, the first scripture, but uh, kind of as a base, the scripture of Matthew 15 and 26. Brother, you got a phone by you, man. Read that for me. I ain't. I don't have. I won't have that on the screen. But put it up and read it for me. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you yeah, you are. So let me. Phone. I'm glad you I got, got the Bible actually. Phone, I, um, I got the Bible app. I'm, I'm happy out, that bro. I actually read the Bible. I, I got it saved somewhere else, but just a uh, impromptu. Hit me. Yeah, uh, brother. Let me get to it. I had to pull the phone out. Fifteen and twenty-six, brother. 15, Fifteen and 26. twenty-six. Yes, sir. All right. Fifteen. Let me get to my twenty-six, and it says, um. Yet he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yeah. That's it? That's all he you want? Talk, right. That, this was where uh, the Syrophoenician woman, she came to Jesus. Uh, I forgot the other name for her, but basically she was a Syrophoenician. And Jesus basically told her, yo, you know, I have come for the house of Israel, not you, little mama. <laughs> and she said, you know, what Rob said, that, you know, even, you know, we can even get the crumbs off of there. And because God, then Jesus looked at her and said, hey, yo, this faith is great. Because of mm -hmm. your great faith, you will be healed. And that kind of sets in motion our whole teaching right here. All right, healing in the Old Testament was this. We went to Genesis 21 through 18, then Exodus uh, 15, 26, Psalms 103, 1 through 5, Psalms 91, 1 through 10, Proverbs 4, 4 20 through 22. Don't y'all get happy for 20s. And then, and then another example in uh, Hebrews 13 and 8. You had to be a, a puffer to understand. I actually wasn't a puffer. I just know the joke. But uh, but one one of the first scriptures, I want to go back to some of these and uh, <laughs> for, some, uh, for some building here. I want to go back to some of these scriptures, man. So the first one we're going to go back to is Exodus 15 and 26. I'm going to pull it up, brother. We there? Yeah, 26 right there. Okay, and he said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and listen to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put in the, on the Egyptians. For I, <clears throat> the Lord, am your healer. That's right. So the first thing I want to point out, God is your healer. Now, in those Amen. days... The Egyptians was tripping. They was enslaving his people, and he was slapping all kind of stuff on them. The botch mm -hmm. of Egypt. <laughs> I don't know what the botch is, but I ain't want it, and they was getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But God was saying, yo, if you do all my commandments, if you live out the way y'all want you to live, if you keep my word, if you live my statutes, right? Uh, <laughs> Miss Dingle, 420 is my birthday. Bless you, sis. 
Don't don't practice it, but <laughs> bless you, sis. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, basically what God is saying right here in the Old Testament is that, hey, yo, I am your healer. I'm not going to put any of these things that came upon the Egyptians for their disobedience, for enslaving the children of Israel. That's why they had all that stuff going on. And mainly because Pharaoh, he had a hardened heart. He was crazy. He was ratchet towards the children of Israel. The children of Israel had their issues, but, hey, they was God's chosen people. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Back to, uh, back to what we was doing. So then, yeah, so we went to, like I said, Genesis 21 through 18, Exodus 15 to 26, which, which is what we just read, Psalm 103, 1 through 5, Psalms uh, 91, 1 through 10, and Proverbs 420 uh, through 22. Then next we went to God is the only source of healing. This is very, very important, but it comes yeah. in different ways. God is the only source of healing. But it comes in different ways. God is so amazing that though he is the all-existent one or all-knowing uh, one or the all-premium one, so to speak, he flows in many different ways. And a great example of this is 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through uh, 11, which talks about the gifts and how God gave, gave different gifts to man. We will be going there. I'm just going to the scripture right quick. Yeah. Uh, you got anything on that, Rob? No, uh, just – um, very important to understand it comes in many different ways. I think sometimes people can get discouraged because yeah. um, I, I got healed from cancer, but I went through treatment where yeah. somebody else, they may get diagnosed with cancer, never take medicine and boom, just miraculous healing. And right. but that could have been discouraging to me. Like, well, what was wrong with me? That God couldn't just do that. Why well, I had to go through chemotherapy. You know That's what right. I mean? So right. it does come in different ways and don't get discouraged if it doesn't right. come in a way. This is very important in the way you think it should have came. Mm. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely got to understand deal. that. It's a very big deal because the point is you want to be healed. Like yeah. me personally, if I was given a, a God forbid, but if a terminal, a terminal dis disease was pronounced on me, I want to be healed. Number one, I'm going to start confessing scriptures and believing that I'm healed and start doing the things that will help aid the healing. Like, yo, they say, hey, Mr. Mars, you could have this. But if you radically change your diet, it can help. Then it's time for me to radically change my diet. Another thing yeah, we talked about amen. is not feeling like uh, you're, you're not believing God for healing because you use means, so to yeah. speak. You know what I'm saying? But God made doctors. God made physicians. God made therapists like we talked about on a, a regular show on the other, the other day. Yeah. God made those people, and those people can be instruments to administer God's healing. God gives the healing, but there's a lot of different agents <laughs> that that, that oh, yeah. it flows through. You feel what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, doctors, that's why a lot of doctors get this thing called the God complex. If you listen to the medical field, a lot of them get this thing called a God complex because they start thinking, oh, it's because of my hands. But no, it ain't got nothing to do with you, really. You're just an yeah. instrument. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a fork telling me that, hey, I made this food. No, you are just used for me to grab the food. <laughs> you feel yeah. but you ain't, But you ain't make this food. I made the food. So right. in the same way, God created us. God creates the healing, but there are doctors, there are people in the earth which are instruments that God uses. We'll be going to next, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, and this describes uh, the spiritual gifts. All right. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that <clears throat> when you were pagans, you were led astray to the mute idols, however you were, <clears throat> however you were led. 
Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God says Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Pause, I'm going to go ahead bring, and scroll let me and please something. break that down. So when when don't take this as face value, what he is speaking to, Paul is speaking to a church. The Corinthians, all these letters are to churches, right? So this is to the Corinthian church. So he said that no one's speaking by the spirit of God. That means like prophesying. Nobody's going to prophesy that uh, Jesus is a curse or Jesus ain't real. Nobody's prophesying by the spirit of God going to tell you Jesus ain't real. They is totally yeah. out of order. That's what he's hinting at. Like, no, that ain't finna happen. And then he's also saying no one is going to say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is empowering them. So if you go grab some bum on the street and say, hey, Jesus is Lord. Now he pro no, no, that ain't what he's saying. He's speaking in the ministry sense of these things. All most of, well, really, all these gifts are ministry flows of the gift, right? Just mm -hmm. like you have a pastor that can preach, but me and Rob can be in a room and we can be talking to each other and mess around and get to preaching, but we're not pastors. How does that happen? Yeah. Because these gifts operate in different functions in different ways. So God may put a gift on my brother to preach. He may even call him to be a pastor in the future. We don't know, but that don't mean he can't preach right now. But the office of the pastor or the office of the preacher is different than just the natural sense or the everyday sense. Not meaning that it's less than, it's just different. I, I, I kind of want to chime in on this Go because ahead, I, a lot of a lot of saints get discouraged on, on this part. Yeah. Notice that it says um, by the Holy Spirit, um, brother and sister, so and so can't tell you what your calling on, is. If the Holy Spirit ain't told you. And then right. you get confused when it doesn't come to pass. And yeah. I've been down this road before. And then this is not mm -hmm. the this is not it. But that can really lead you astray. If Absolutely. brother so-and-so keep telling, oh, you've been called to preach, but God ain't told you. So I, I, right. I just wanted by the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah, I'm just saying. And it, it, it'll we'll line say, up if, if it's that. We'll the say case. this too, while, while we kind of talking about prophecy, you know, the scriptures say try the spirit by the spirit. Yes, right? that's what and I mean. You got to be careful not to, like what Rob was talking about, just accept anything. Right. Yeah. Because somebody, it, it don't matter if it's your pastor. It don't matter if it's a popular preacher that you really respect. Test that mm -hmm. thing by the word of God. You that, know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm getting at right it's there. It's going to give you peace through the word of God and by your own spirit. You'll find peace when it's a right word. Now, that word ain't right and you don't agree with it. You say, I love y'all. I mean, I love you, pastor, but, you know, they can miss it. They're human. Go ahead. Bro. Yeah. Uh, no, that's it. We, uh, we um, scroll down the four for me. Okay, <clears throat> now, there are varieties of varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries in the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Yes, but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit and another the word of knowledge according. And I'll let you scroll down a little bit. According to the same spirit, to another faith by the spirit and to another gifts of healing by the spirit and to another affecting of miracles and to another <clears throat> prophecy and to another the, um, distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these gifts, distributing the, to each, distributing to each one individual just as he wills. Just as he wills, that means God sovereignly, because sovereign basically means his will, just like they say there's a sovereign king, that king yes. can do what he wants. He get to do what he yes. wants, right? So he he distributes these gifts 
sovereignly as he will. But what I want to make a point to point out, just like I said about me and Rob can be in a room talking and the anointing can come on me and I get to preach it on something or the anointing can come on him and get to preach it on something, that doesn't mean I'm going to be out of order. Just like say if me and Rob be talking I get to praying in the spirit to myself, he ain't got to look up and say, huh, I got to interpret it. You know what I'm saying? Because we're right. not in the ministry flow. That doesn't mean because, you know, this is this this stumps a lot of people about the tongues thing because, hey, I got to have somebody to interpret, interpret it, interpret them. Right. But listen to what this says. The distinguishing of spirits to another various kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. So these ain't the same. These two different things. You know what I'm saying? So somebody can be speaking in tongues, so to speak, and they sound like they speak in Chinese and they may literally be speaking Chinese. Right. And then it's a different thing. Somebody has the anointed to interpret that. Or another thing is said here or faith. Like they said, faith, there's a certain type of faith called the gift of faith. And that's basically where God's anointing or God's choosing comes on you. And you have the faith to do this and you mess around and speak this thing. And it happened just like that. Just like that. But it yeah. ain't got nothing to do with you, though. Only thing you did was open your mouth. Right. So it doesn't make you special because you spoke this thing because God power, his anointing, his impartation was placed on you for that moment to do that thing. Just like you can. There's been a time I haven't done this a lot in my life. I can remember I had a uh, uh, and this actually happened with your son. And this is crazy. I remember I had uh, a, a, a album release party. Right. And we was it was the faith music album release party over there at Third L Church where he was a youth pastor back in the day day. And yep. uh, we was there doing the show, and you said devil was just crying. And you was like, what's yep. wrong? He said, nothing. It's just, it, it just feels so good. Like yeah. God's presence in there, right? But all I was doing was doing music. All my brother was doing, doing music. But when the music is right and God's anointing hits the room, it's just like that. But it don't mean I have control over that, right? You know, you hear a lot yep. of times people at church, we're we going to have a, a move of God. Let's hope so. What we really should be saying, we're going to create an atmosphere where God can move. But we can't make him move, right? Yeah. We have yeah. no control over that. God is a sovereign God. And listen, I didn't come from the reform background. Everybody say that, but it is the truth. It is in the Bible. God yes. is a sovereign God. He moves as he will. What we do as good stewards is try to create a good atmosphere or atmosphere where he can move freely how he wants. But we can't walk in here and be like, yo, tonight healing's going to happen. Unless God has told that pastor or that leader that, hey, tonight this is going to happen, then you can say that, like he's gave you that word. But we just can't be like, hey, every Tuesday night, no matter what happens, some healing's going to happen. Now, we can say every Tuesday night we're going to believe for healing, and we're going to exercise yeah. our faith for healing, and we're going to create the atmosphere. Say, say that again. Say that again, man, because it, it can be we don't confusing. Go ahead, bro. No, yeah, no, it can be confusing. I want you to say that again. Every Tuesday yeah. night we can what? Like every like you could say they have a healing service. A lot of churches have that healing services yeah. or whatever. And what they do, they're saying that, but they can't. They don't literally mean that we know healing is going to happen that day because they cannot know that. What they can know is this: we can create we can create an atmosphere for healing to flow. And one of the ways you would do that is that one having someone teach on it where faith can be created for healing and they can pull on God that way as if like one of the scriptures we'll read later where there was a woman with an issue of blood and Jesus was walking through a crowd and Jesus was not even looking at her wasn't even thinking of her so much so he turned around and said who touched me 
Right. That's how much he wasn't thinking about her. But she had in her heart, if I just push through this crowd and touch the him and his garment, I'm going to be healed. That type of faith, right? So if you create an atmosphere like that, then we have a good belief that it could happen. But we don't know for a fact that it's going to happen. I ain't going to be like, today, this person going to be healed. Unless the Holy Spirit pushed that, put, uh, not push, but push that strong gift of faith on me where I know that hey, it's going to happen. But if not, all we can do is create the atmosphere. And it's right. the right thing to do. And uh, we'll get get into this a little bit later. But, you know, we're going to talk about later on, like, what happens when we don't get healed. And here's a, here's a snapshot to this. You keep believing. That's what happened. We're going to get into it later, and we'll try to break it down and give you scriptures because there's a lot of people that are still dealing with things. When God gave me this uh, Bible study, I had something going on that lasted two weeks. I had just started it. And in my mind, it makes sense for me to try to teach something on healing while I was sick. But that's how God is. But I had to stand. Some some flows or some things when it comes to healing happens instantaneously. Boom. Other things, you got to walk it out. You know, <laughs> the old song, walk it out. You have to walk that right. thing out. Right. And what I mean by walk it out, you got to keep believing. You got to keep standing. You got to keep confessing the word of God over your life. You got to keep taking your medicine, your natural medicine. Keep taking that Robitussin if you got that bad cough. But while you take it, I thank you, Lord, you take this from the natural use and move it into the supernatural use to aid the healing of my body. And you take the the supernatural medicine to keep speaking the word over yourself and keep it going. That's how you do it. Anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later. And I don't know what where all that came from, but thank you, Jesus. Yeah, no doubt. Another thing that he talked about here uh, was like, uh, like we say, prophecy and distinguishing the spirits, like interpreting, interpreting what type of spirit is in the room, stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to go fully into that because that's for another Bible study. And then once again, where it say gifts of healing, you know, uh, by one spirit. So gifts of healing would be someone like, uh, in a sense, like Benny Hinn. I'm not saying whether Benny Hinn is right or wrong, but God can move in a flow like that. To, to a degree, and what I mean by to a degree, somebody can be a prophet, right? And God uses them in prophecy all the time. Same way, someone can be a conduit for healing all the time. And anybody that's going to be a conduit for healing like that, where you call a so-called healer, they're going to teach on it, they're going to build a faith on it, and then they're going to create the atmosphere. And I would say the person that's a healer, it happens a whole lot more than the other person. But I will still say this. No one has control of healing because it says right here at the end, all these things work individually as he wills. It doesn't mean that he hates you and wants you to die. It don't mean that, but this stuff flow as he wills. But we can create an atmosphere. I don't know why the Lord gave me that, but I think it's important. We have to know that we don't have control of this, but we do can and we should create that atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? We should create the atmosphere. I think that's big, man. I think it's big. If you look at the Old Testament, you know, I know we're going to get into some of those. um, You had to create the atmosphere in order to. And if the atmosphere wasn't right, then, you know, it was nighty night back in the day, you know. So. All right. We're going to go to uh, Matthew 8 through 16. Let me uh, pull this up while I got this screen here. I didn't mean to go on, go on and on. I don't think neither one of us meant to, but Holy Spirit, have your way. We want him to have his way and not just <laughs> my outline. Forget an outline. We want him to move. You feel what we're going, bro? Uh, we're going to Matthew 6, Matthew 8, 16 through 17. I'm ahead of on here. 
I'm about to pull it up on here. All right. And, uh, so now when evening came, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were ill. This happened so that what was spoken through Isaiah, the prophet would be fulfilled. He himself took our illness and carried away our diseases. So this is bib biblical standing of why Jesus was doing this. Everything Jesus do did was confirmed within the Old Testament. It was already written mm -hmm. and spoken of, but he was operating in this. One of Jesus' main thing, or Jesus is, I don't know, one of Jesus' main things he did when he was on earth was heal people. It was a lot of accounts. We're gonna go through, we went through a lot of them last time. We will continue to go through a lot of accounts of where Jesus healed people. But uh, yeah, next we went to, yeah, we God is the only source of healing. And then the next thing, healing is a healing. It, it flows in two different ways. One way is a sovereign move. The other way is through faith, right? Yep. So one way is a sovereign move. Another way is through faith. Healing, healing. That's how it flows, or how it is, uh, I guess, produced, so to speak. I don't, I don't know the right word to say that, but something like that. That way. All right, so, <laughs> or manifest. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I didn't want to say it the wrong way. All right, now we'll be, we'll be staying in uh, Matthew 8, but we'll be going to 14 through 15, then we'll go to Mark 3, 1 through 6. Or oh, we went through that, we went through that. And then I, I'm going to go to 8, and then we'll go to Luke because we missed that last time. Yeah. All right, so Mark 8, 14 through 15, we'll go to that right here. When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in the bed with a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and waited on him. There we go. So this is the thing here. They had nothing to do with uh, Peter's mother's mother-in-law laying sick in the bed. It had nothing to do with her saying, I believe God. It had nothing to do with her doing, believing God, trusting God for a miracle. Jesus saw her in another, uh, um, another book. Uh, I'm thinking of other, like another, uh, what they call it, synoptic gospels. So another gospel, which is like yep. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, said that he had compassion on her. So basically he looked at her and said, hmm, she's sick. She need to be healed. And she went, he went ahead and healed her. That was a what you call a sovereign move. He chose it, right? He chose right. it. He just decided. It was nobody pulling on him or nothing like that. He saw her. He loved her, had compassion, healed her. Boom. And she got up and started serving him. Good thing. All right, next All right. thing uh, we'll be going to, <clears throat> we'll be going to Luke 7, 11, 7, Luke 7, 11 through 17, Luke 7, 11 through 17. Give me a second as I go there. Yeah. Um, the other thing about that is after she was healed, she did something with it. So when God gives you yeah, that bro. second chance, like serve you know what i mean that's yeah, i think that's a prime example on that like just don't sit around idle and he gives you a second chance and you don't use that second chance to you know serve and uplift him and and glorify what he's done and, and who he is so soon after soon afterward jesus went to a city called Nain, and his disciples yeah. were going along with them accompanied by a large crowd now as he approached the gate of the city a dead man was a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a sizable crowd from the city was with her. Scroll up. Mm -hmm. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said to her, Look do not go. 
again when the lord saw, when the lord saw he felt compassion for her and said to her do not go on weeping and he came up and touched the coffin and the bearers came to a halt and he said young man i say to you arise and the dead man sat up and began to speak and jesus gave him back to his mother fear gripped them all and they began glorifying god saying a great prophet has appeared among us and god has visited his people and this report about him spread throughout Judea and in all of the surrounding region. All right. So another thing, <clears throat> key point here, Jesus saw, Jesus saw her and he felt compassion on her and said to her, don't go on weeping. He knew right then he was going to raise the man from the dead. Right. So he spoke to him. He, that is one of the greatest healings. You dead and you get up again. And that, that has happened in present times to many of people. People that ain't even saved and got up. Everybody pronounced dead. It was gone, about to go to the corner office, <gasps> breath come back, and they come back. I mean, God God is amazing. God is amazing. But there's another form of healing that is not as common today, but it can happen because uh, God is the healer. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is uh, a scripture in Hebrews. Go ahead, bro. I also want to say the fear grip, that's a reverential fear when you yeah. give God yeah. reverence. It's not like fear like, <gasps> you know, like a scary mm -hmm. fear. It's more of reverence. And you right. will see that throughout the Bible, a, reveren a reverential fear of God and what he's doing. Because if you notice, it says fear gripped them and they yeah. began glorifying God because they recognize the move of God right then and there. So it wasn't a, um, a fear of, you know, running, you know, running for their life. But yeah. more of um, just reverence, knowing God just moved. The healer is in the building. You know yeah. I mean? right, next, we'll be going to Matthew 9, 18 through 19. Uh, as I go there, give me one second. Mm -hmm. Yes, Ms. Dangle. All right, here we go. 9 to 19. Yep. Jesus got up from the table and began to accompany him <clears throat> along with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the border of his cloak. For she was saying to herself, if I can touch his cloak, I will get well. But Jesus turning and seeing her said, daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. And at All once right. the woman... No, no, go ahead. Just go ahead. Go oh, ahead. yeah, because it's supposed to have skipped. And at once yeah, yeah, the woman was made, my fault, was yeah, made well. Uh, go down a little bit, brother. There, there we go. go. When Jesus came into to the official's house and saw the flute players and the crowd in the noisy disorder, he said, leave for the girl has not. Yeah. OK, we, I'll stop and go back to this. No, you want right. me to read it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Couple OK, because I know it was two, two different um, accounts. Right, when right, Jesus right. came into the official's house and saw the flute players and the crowd in the noise and in, in noisy disorder, he said, leave for the girl has not died, but is asleep. And they began laughing at him. But when mm -hmm. the crowd had been sent out, he entered and took her by the hand and the girl got up and this news spread throughout the land. All right. So while Jesus now we end up getting two two different accounts because Jesus was on the way to one account where it's a sovereign move and then there was a faith move in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But what we point out right here when he got into it in this to the officials' house and saw that the flute players and the crowd was outside noisy disorder, he said leave. Basically he got everybody out the room, 
and then he prayed for her and she got up and healed her. Once again, nobody is pulling on him for this one. This is his choosing. Now, the woman that with the issue of blood that came and grabbed his cloak, that was her faith. We got to it a little quick because we were supposed to skip. I forgot to say that. Yeah. But this is what we point out here where Jesus chose. This was a sovereign move. He chose to heal this lady. And it just that had nothing to do with the lady that was dead. His <laughs> face, she's dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, ain't no face. She she gone. He brought her back. Once again, another bringing yeah. back. Go ahead, bro. I, I want y'all to notice something also. When God moves, you need to get certain people out your life. Yes, sir. You need to get certain yes, people. If you're going through something, um, and I'm mm -hmm. only using myself. When I was mm -hmm. going through my chemo, them folks like, you know, your uncle such and such died from. I can't talk mm -hmm. to you while I'm going through this. If mm -hmm. you notice, Jesus said, leave. Right. <laughs> so right. when the when the get spirit of the Lord go. comes in, yeah. get, get all those doubters, all those naysayers. Yeah. Sometimes all those unbelievers, you need yes, to get sir. them up out your way so that you can create the atmosphere. That's what God is doing here. And this yeah. is what C was talking about, creating an atmosphere. Yeah. Notice this. He said it was noisy disorder. If when mm -hmm. stuff is not lining up with the word, it's noisy and it's disorder, even in the spirit, in the spirit realm, if you will. Not being deep, I'm just yeah. telling you, sometimes you got to get people up out of there so God can move. All right. Uh and that's it for there. We go on to our new section. That is hey, block that real quick, bro. I did. I already okay. did. Okay. Uh we're going to our next part of this healing by your faith. Healing by your faith. So first we were going Still in Matthew, uh, to another verse in Matthew, I mean, uh, to another uh, chapter in Matthew, chapter. Matthew 8. Pull this up so I can go back one. Hold on one second. Yeah, we'll be going to 8, 1 through 3. 8, 1, 2, 3. Here Bruh, we go. What was that yes, at? Huh? I promise you I, did, I didn't see that up there. I just pulled it up there. I'm talking about in, within your footnotes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tripping. 1 through 3. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about me, man. When Jesus came down from the mountain, <laughs> large, large crowds followed him. And a man mm -hmm. with leprosy came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out with his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. All right. We're we going to stop on that part right there. Mm -hmm. So once again, now this is a man. This is not by a sovereign move. This man came and found Jesus. He had faith. And then he asked him, yeah. hey, yo, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I'm willing. Stretch out his hand, and basically, his immediately his leprosy was cleansed. But Jesus came down from the mountain. This man came and got Jesus. One thing about faith, that means you're reaching out, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're reaching out. The other way is like he's reaching out, you know. And it doesn't mean if he ain't reaching out at that point, he don't love you. I'm just saying in different ways of flows, that's how it's going. You're reaching out. You're pulling, you know, like the woman that issued blood. You, you're fighting through the crowd. You're doing this, and you're, you're reaching him. And he's blessing you with it. And basically he blessed that man with cleans, cleaning him of his leprosy. He didn't give him a five-step program. He didn't give him all that. He asked him, are you willing? I'm willing. Be cleansed. That's it. For some people, he may say, yeah, I'm willing. Go do this. Go do that. You keep doing this, you will be. And there's some examples in scripture of he'll say, go do this, go do this, and go do that. And sometimes yep. it's just boom, boom, boom. Other times you got to do some other stuff. It's just the way the Lord flows. Amen. Uh, next we're going to, I, I keep forgetting I got my paperwork sitting right here, brother, in my face. <laughs> I kept going back to the screen like a goofball. All right, next we, we're going to go 
scroll down a little bit further to number uh, verse five. We'll go five through 13. 13. This is a okay. good one. 13. Yeah. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion, Capernaum. A centurion name. Hmm? That's Capernaum. Okay. That's um, my, okay. My, thank you, sir. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, <laughs> you learn something new every day. A, centur- a centurion man yeah, it, came, came to him, begging him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, terribly tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. I'll let you scroll down a little bit. Thank you, sir. For I also am man under, I also have a man under authority and with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes and to another come and he comes and to my slave do this. And he does it. Now, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those who were following him, truly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. We'll stop right there. So Jesus started great faith because this man said, hey, you ain't got to come up under my house. You just say it and I'm good. Right. You. you know what I mean? But I, this is what we're talking about. By faith or by God's uh, sovereign move. It's a faith thing because he came to the Lord. Now, Jesus, he ain't have to convince him. That's another thing, too. We, a lot of times we're like, man, I got to convince God to want to heal me. He said, Lord, my servant is paralyzed at home, terribly tormented. Jesus said, I, I'll come. Before he got into all that other stuff about just say a word all that, what did he say? I will. I, I will come and I'll heal him. So he yeah. said all the other stuff. And God, was in, and God, the Lord God Jesus, was impressed by him saying, yo, if you just speak the word, this, 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 you ain't got to come to my house and all that. That was impressive. Before all that, what did he say? I will come and heal him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that one little act of faith that's by him coming to him and saying, Lord, my servant is paralyzed at home, terribly tormented. Jesus said, hey, I'll come and heal him. But he gave yeah. him all the other stuff. Say, Yo, you ain't got to come in my house. I know who you is. I recognize your authority because I'm a man up on authority. Yo, say what you got to say. We good. We Gucci. He going to get up. And then yeah. as we read at the end of the story, uh, Jesus said to the centurion, go and it shall be done to you as you have believed. And the servant was healed yeah. at that very moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that ended. You know, go ahead, yeah. bro. I think that you can look at this as your salvation experience, also, because the yes, first sir. thing this man said was, "I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof," but mm-hmm. I believe. You know, he confessed and he believed. You know what I mean? So, if you look mm-hmm. at it from a standpoint of even being spiritually healed and coming into the kingdom of God, you know, yeah. he said it. I'm not worthy. None of us are, but he None knew it. Us. But he also knew. Who the healer was so yes, that was big that was big in itself and also recognize the authority you know that, mm-hmm. that authority thing was big recognizing like yo you ain't gotta come here your word is so powerful man just go and say that we good you know and uh he impressed the lord with that you know and the lord it's wasn't just, impressed with amazing. everybody he got no, a, lot he of, wasn't. a lot of folks got on his nerves all right next we're going to including uh, some of his disciples yeah some of his disciples <laughs> next we're going to mark 2 one through 12. All one right. Through, one through 12. And many were gathered together so that there was no longer space, not even near the door. And he was Ready. speaking the word to uh, them. No, one huh? through 12. It's okay. Chapter when two, Jesus came back. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You got to go ahead, bro. Pen, pen, say, say, say the name again, man. Capernaum. 
Capernaum. All right, this, this my this, this my Bible college guy because I'm telling you that ain't what I've been saying all these years. When Jesus came back to Capernaum a few days later, it was heard that he was at home. He was at home, and many were gathered together so that <clears throat> excuse me, there were no longer space, not even near the door. And he was speaking to the word. He was speaking the word to them. And some people came bringing to him a man who was paralyzed, carried by four. Oh, brother. Put it all the way up. Here we go. There you go. Bring it to him, a man who was paralyzed, carried by four men. And when they were eight, unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof and above him, the roof above him. And after digging an opening, they let him, after digging an opening, they let him mm-hmm. down the pallet on which the paralyzed man was lying. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Pause. But some of the, OK, pause. there you go. I'm going to pause right here. Have they said something to Jesus yet? No. It ain't been written that they said a word to him. And Jesus said, seeing their faith. Mm-hmm. So what did he see? He saw their gumption, their gut, their that their unrelentingness to be like, yo, I know this place is crowded. I know it's full of Pharisees, Sadducees, and other other C's sitting up in this building, but my man gonna get my man finna get here today. They tore off the roof and let him down. And Jesus said, Hey. I see your faith. Go ahead, bro. Uh, let me yeah. roll it up for you. Here we go. But some of the scribes are sitting there and thinking it over in their hearts. Why does this man speak that way? He is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins except God alone? Immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were thinking mm-hmm. the way within themselves, said to them, why are you thinking about these things in your heart? I'm, yeah, this one. Yeah, which go. is easy. Which is easier to say to the paralyzed man, "Your sins are forgiven," or to say, "Get up and pick up your pallet and walk." But so that they, you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive his sins. He said to the paralyzed man, "I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet, and go home." Swerve, basically. Yeah. Go to. Uh, we going. Yeah, just read twelve and then we'll. All right, and he got up and immediately picked up the pallet and went out in the sight of everyone so that they were all amazed and were glorified God saying, we have never seen anything like this. So once again, this man, they, it has not been indicated in this writing that the man said anything, but Jesus was impressed by their faith because what they did to get in that room. Now the scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, they nitpicking. Oh, you know, what is going in? And, and, you know, I heard a preacher say this, you know, they tear the roof off, you know, preachers getting the stuff all in the hair. They probably was mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. The preachers like the hair. But, nah, you know what I'm saying? They tore up the roof, slid down, the, the man laying in the bed looking at Jesus like, yo, hey, I'm here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus uh, forgives him of his sins. And then he says, look, so that you know that the Son of Man have authority on earth to forgive sins. So I told him his sins are forgiven just so you would know. Look, I am the son of God. Listen, man, we we ain't, God is not proud, but he be flexing on folks. Trust it, trust me, dog. He'll let you know in a minute. You know, his once, you know, they jumping at him and talk crazy. He said, you know, I can say one word and send 10,000 10, angels right quick and rap all you one word. So, right, right, <laughs> you know, in right. the same breath, but being humble and meek. But he was, a lot of people portray Jesus as a weakling. No, no, yeah. not at all. No, no, he, he's mine. <laughs> so to speak, right, you know right. what I mean? But anyway, he goes back and he says to the man, your sins are forgiven. Then he say, he looks at you. I say, you get up, pick up your pallet and go home. And immediately he got up. So God, 
the son of God forgave his sins and then spoke the word to him and told him to get up. Now, this is in the faith section, but God did it, right? Because God did all these, but the faith that was shown was the determination to get there, to be with the healer, the determination, being right. unwilling to give up. As we spoke about earlier, a lot of times there's uh, instant healing, you know, and then there's a healing that take time. You know, if you someone that take insulin, you know, and uh, you got diabetes and you feeling bad, well, God ain't heal me of my diabetes or what, or whatever. And he, it, you know, I still got to take this. Keep taking the medicine. It don't yeah. mean he ain't willing to heal you. Don't mean he ain't healing you. Some things, too, is kind of like a root of a tree. You got to go way, way back to get rid of some stuff. <laughs> so yeah. some, thing, some things is you ain't fully healed yet because of some disobedience that he had told you to get scraped. And you ain't been willing to get scraped, so you ain't got all of what you supposed to be getting. You know, it's, there's a lot of details to yeah. it, but it's never the choice. Is like I hate you, you gonna have this disease die. Right. God is not dead. Right, that's not that. That God is not dead. He ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? That that's not how he flow. That's not how he operate. And that's not the God of love. Okay, next we'll be going to Matthew 5, 25 uh, through thirty four. Give me a second, brother, as I get this no, straight. You, you good? You good? I mean, not Matthew. I'm sorry. Mark 5, 25 through 34. Mark 5, 25 through 34. Mark 5, 25 through 34. I said it wrong. Here we go. All right. A woman who had a hemorrhage of 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had mm -hmm. spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but instead had become worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd and behind him and touched his cloak. For she had been, yeah. So she had been saying to herself, "If I just touch his garments, I will get well." And immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she had she was healed of her disease. Yep. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that power from him had gone out, turned around in the crowd and said, "Who touched my garments?" Mm -hmm. And his disciples said to him, "You see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, who touched me?" And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. Um, yeah, but the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had just happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. Did he say, my faith has made you well? Did he say, no. because I'm the son of God that has made you well? Did he say... Well, I just chose you're going to be all right because you are right. He didn't say none of that. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Now, there's a lot of people that that that, that oppose uh, supernatural healing that don't like that. But is that red letters, bro? It's the red letters. That's what I see. Red letter. And if you don't know what red letters mean, that means Jesus said this. In every Bible where you see red letters, that means he said it. It said, daughter, your faith has made you well. It doesn't mean that all the power is in you to be well, but it does mean it's something you got to do when it comes to believing God through faith. It ain't a sovereign move like Rob talked about when he was here from cancer and he had nothing to do. God just did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it ain't one of those and you trying to stand and quote the word and all that, like she said, hey, look, I saw and she had her heart. If I could just get through this crowd and touch him and kind of like those other people that tore up the roof, they thinking, look, if I could just get this man in front of Jesus, I know he going to be here. So much so they ain't have to say a word. They just walked up in there, 
got healed. Same thing with this woman. She ain't grab him and say, Jesus, heal me. She ain't say none of that, did she? All she did was touch the hem of his garment. She had something put inside of her, I'm sure by God himself, put inside of her to say, yo, if I press through this crowd and she believe and exercise her faith that way, yeah. so much so that when she grabbed that cloak of his garment, basically the bottom of his robe, she messed around and got healed. And God turned around and said, who touched me? She took son. <laughs> I mean, yeah. lack of better words, she took son in the middle of the crowd and the, and, and the disciples, bless their heart. Read the New Testament. You just gonna say, Lord, bless their heart. They just be right. saying, Man, who, why you gonna say who touched me? You see all these folks around here. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably looking at them, look, I said somebody touched me one word. You know what I mean? Right, right. So he turned around and noticed who it was, and she said, Daughter, he said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. That is the awesomeness of God. Listen, two examples, and we ain't better get into everything. The hour and just flew by. But Two examples of this, of un, being unwilling to quit, being unwilling to give up, not taking no for an answer. That's one thing I admire so much about my wife, so much about my wife, because I personally don't enjoy calling people and asking for stuff and trying to get, I don't like doing that. I like her to do it. And when she called, no, they ain't hanging up the phone. You're going to answer me. And she, and she ain't mean. And, Rob, I'm, I'm sure you know this in dealing yep. in your job. There's certain type of people that is just unwilling to take no for an answer. And with these things here, when you stand on the promises of God to believe these things and you know and you see in this word, that, hey, this is for me. Don't be moved off that. Don't let the devil talk you out of that. Don't let your people talk you out of it. Don't let your spouse talk you out of it. You feel me? Because, like, it's important, man. This, this, is, this is so important. And one thing I say this too, when you see something in the Bible, in most cases you can grab it and be like, yo, that's for me. Not not every single thing, but most cases, if that happened for them, God is not a respecter of person. You know what I'm yep. saying? Now, just because Peter walked on the water, don't don't run out there and try to walk on the water. Jesus literally told him to come. <laughs> Go out there and try to say, Well, I saw that and that's for me. Just see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> You might see faith, Aquaman faith, down there, son. Faith, faith, faith and foolishness is two different things, brother. <laughs> two different things. Two different things. All right, man. Yeah. We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna try to get these two, last two in to finish at least this section. Next, yeah. we'll be going to Matthew 9:27 through 29. Matthew 9:27 through 29. Go ahead, bro. If you got something. No, no. You you on point. The woman with the um, issue of blood. I mean, it's ultimate. She heard about Jesus. She went and yeah. accepted it and and confessed and believed that she was gonna be healed and. After she left, other um, other accounts of it says she went out and told everybody what she's done, and that's yeah. how your that's how your salvation experience is. You know what I mean? You hear about them, you yes, confess sir. it, yes, sir. You hear, and then you go back into the world and tell what's been done for you. So, all right, Matthew nine, chapter nine, uh, yeah, chapter nine, verse twenty-seven through twenty-nine, brother. All right. As Jesus went on from there, two men who were blind, followed him, crying out, have mercy on us, son of David. And after he entered the house, the men who were blind came up to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, it shall be done. It shall be done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were open and Jesus seemingly warned, sternly warned them saying, see that no one knows about this. Read but, everyone, just uh, yeah, but they went out and spread the news about him throughout the land. 
Jesus told all them folks, make sure don't, don't tell nobody. They couldn't help it. They got to tell somebody about this. Bro, I was blind, now I see. The awesome thing about this here, just like he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Right up here in 29, he said, then he touched them, touched their eyes saying, it shall be done for you according to your faith. Listen, yeah. because God is sovereign does not mean ye ain't got nothing to do. A lot of people say, hey, I ain't got nothing to do with it. It's all up to him. You got a responsibility. Yeah. You got things to do. I'm not going to say God ain't sovereign. God is sovereign. You know, God is in control. But just like uh, I always use this, Rob is control of Devin, but Devin got his own mind. Devin can do what he want to do, but Rob is in control. He don't eat without Rob. He don't get clothes without Rob. He don't get new shoes yeah. without Rob. He don't get to go nowhere, really, without Rob. He is sovereign over his life. But that man ain't got a mind. He going to do what yeah. he want to do. You know what I'm saying? Good or bad. Same way with this. So when, G when Jesus says it shall be done according to your faith, he is saying because your faith, you poor. Like he said a little bit earlier, they was following him crying, have mercy on the son of David. He wasn't following them saying, I'm going to have mercy on you. I'm the son of David. It wasn't right. reversed. You know what right. I'm saying? And I'm not saying nothing wrong with the sovereign move. It is a great thing. And if you had a sovereign move of God on your life where he healed you, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise yeah. the Lord. But if you ain't, you can always exercise your faith and you can always pull and you can always be like crying out. Have mercy on us. It didn't say how long they was crying. We don't know. They could have been crying right. out to him for a couple couple of a uh, couple of my house. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, bro. No, no, you got you got a point. I mean, you just gotta keep going and keep going and keep going until uh, you said something that was real profound earlier. You said, So what happens if I'm I'm not healed? Well, you keep believing. You know what I mean? And that's, that's key to it. You know, you got your ailment. Just keep believing the Lord and keep doing what you're supposed to do in order for that to happen. Yeah, these things uh, that I'm reading to you and the scriptures that we're reading, I don't never want to present this as a magic pill. Right? Yeah. Say this that again, is, bro. These things that we're reading, this Bible study, I don't want to present as a magic pill. God is the healer. God is willing to heal you. God loves you and he wants you healed. But I'm not presenting this as, yo, you follow these steps. No, this ain't Weight Watchers, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this ain't that. This ain't that. We ain't trying to present that. I ain't saying that. I just know his word to be true. That's what I believe. I believe his word to be true. I've seen God heal so many people, you know what I'm saying, on believing his word. I've seen God heal so many people on sovereign moves. I've seen God heal so many people in big services i've seen god heal people and god nobody was talking about healing nobody was preaching about healing nobody was saying nothing about healing just the word of god being preached and somebody end up being healed i've seen all that i've had that happen to yep. me it just yo he is a healer him next yeah <laughs> anyway yep. matthew 14 34 through 36 go ahead bro <laughs> when they had crossed over they came to the land that yeah yeah, Genesaret. Yeah, um, and when the men of you don't you don't have that one for me, brother. Uh, and when the men I of that forget. place, okay, when the men of that place recognized him, they went word, they sent word into mm -hmm. all of the surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick, and they pleaded yep. with him, and they said, and excuse mm -hmm. me, and they pleaded with him that they might just touch the border of his cloak, and all who touched it were cured. Now, where did they get that from? Mm. Now, we just read earlier that a woman did that. Hmm. Yeah. 
Right. And then she now, went out telling everybody what she did. Yeah. So they just, yo, yo, let just, yo, man, you ain't got to say nothing, my guy. Just let me touch the cloak. Yeah. But they was here too. Hmm. Brother. All right, man, listen, man, I wish we had more time to get into this. I knew this was going to take a, a, a few Bible studies to get into all this, man. But I, what I want to encourage everyone with is, one, I want us to remember this. Uh, God is the only source of healing. Yes. I need. I want to remind you of this. Listen, it is by your faith. <clears throat> your faith can be a conduit, right? Your faith can be the cause of what made you whole, but at the end of the day, the healing come from God. Let me just say that. But your faith can activate some things. Some Your faith can do some stuff. Faith is a very powerful thing. It is by faith that you were saved, and not by it, by, by grace through faith you were saved. So God's mm -hmm. grace, his kindness on you, through faith you believing, that's you, you believing, that you are saved. The same way, it's by grace through faith that you will be healed. God's kindness, his compassion on you, through you believing, you believing on that, you will be healed. Now, I want to say this one more time. This is not a magic pill. This is not like, you know, we throw out a seed in the ground and this big bean stock come up. No, I ain't none of that magic pill. Yeah. This ain't no, like, yo, man, I promise you a hundred times out of hundred, this going to happen. That's why people despise teachers on teachings on healing. Gonna be like, yo, you gave me this, this uh, foolproof plan, and my mama died. Yeah, speak you on it, bro. Saying? You gave me this foolproof plan, plan that you say no matter if you do it this way, my uncle died. You know, or, or you know, my 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 girlfriend died. If that was so right, why did my girlfriend die? And like I said, we'll talk about it next time. But you don't know what's going on in that person's heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you can't particularly have faith for them, right? So if you, with your, for example, um, uh, uh, I'll give you this example. My mother-in-law passed about three years ago, right? My mother-in-law was a faithful woman. And just, just as much she had to have faith to live, she had to have faith to transition to heaven, right? And this this was a... a it was what you call a sad time, but a happy time in this. She was able to transition when my wife told her, yo, uh, I believe Chris will take care of me, and I will always be taken care of. It's all good. You can go, mama. And like an hour later, she passed. Like, she had to have the faith because she had to know her baby was going to be all right. Right? And when she knew her baby was going to be all right, all right, I'm cool. I, I'm, I don't got to fight no more. Right? And we could have been praying if she had, this is the point I'm making, right? If she had this in our heart, we can pray forever. Raise her up. Raise her up. She ain't getting up. Because she had in her heart, she ready to go home. You feel me? So a lot of times that's what happened. We look at somebody else. Well, if God is a healer, why he didn't do this? Because God is not, although he is sovereign, and he is sovereign, God is not a man that he should lie. And God is not the one to come in kicking down the door, waving the four four. No, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He ain't blowing the door in. And a lot of times we act like God going to blow the door in. So in some of these situations, although it seemed like it would be great for you, for your mama to come back, if your mama in her heart said, God, I want to be with you. I don't want to yeah. fight no more. I know, I know you. I know that you can. Uh, I know that you can heal me in this disease, but I don't want to go through it. Lord, just bring me home. If yo, if if she's saying that, but you praying this, and then you get mad at God, but He's giving her what she asked for. 
You feel yeah. me? And that it's always hard with loved ones, you know. But my yeah. when my mother passed, that showed me so much. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew that lady, Rob knows. I knew that lady. You know what I'm saying? Yep. She basically stayed with us. I knew her. I loved her, and I knew. But I knew at that point she was ready to go. So we could be praying. We could be praying, holding up, trying to get to heaven, <laughs> because I. I'm sorry, I hate to say this, our selfish ambition because we ain't ready for her to go. That ain't yeah. right, fam. I don't know where that came from, dog, but that ain't right. When they ready to go, let them go. Let them go. That don't mean you don't love them because you allow them to be with someone that's greater than you. Yeah. And God is. The best thing for them is be with God and not be a vegetable here on earth. I wouldn't never want that for my mother-in-law where I could go in there and I just talk to her and then she just blink us. I didn't want that. She wasn't that type of lady. She was a happy lady. I didn't want that. So yeah. with that being said, man, I just want y'all to know that, look, healing is for everyone. God is the only source for healing. He is able to do it, and he is willing to do it. But I want to keep reminding y'all, we are not selling wolf tickets here. We are not selling no magic pill, and we're not trying to say we ain't trying to be faith, faith killers. No, we are faith builders. We want to build your faith, but we also want to make it. I don't want it to present this as you do A, B, C, D, and this will always work, and you'll get E. No, it's yeah. not like that. Yeah. Situations are different. There's many different situations that cause different things. But with that being said, man, if you don't know Jesus, <clears throat> if you have never received Jesus in your heart, salvation is for today. Today is the day of salvation. I want you to know our Lord and Savior and get some of these benefits like healing, like deliverance, like freedom, like joy, like peace. All those things are, are available like redemption, all those things are available to his children. But the awesome thing is that God made an entryway for you to be brought into the family or engrafted into the family. And it's not nothing great you got to do. All you got to do is consent. All you got to do is say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, make me new. And I confess you as my Lord and say, man, you do that, you are in the kingdom, fam. Amen. You're a part of the brotherhood. You're a part of the family. You're a part of the bloodline. You just had a basically a blood transfusion, and you're a part yeah. of the kingdom, royal blood now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that'll yeah. happen just like that. And if you if you pray that tonight, I want to ask you one more thing. Look, man, find you a church. Find yeah. you a church home. Well, two things. Get you a Bible if you ain't got one. You know, if this if this message encourages you where me and Rob was talking about healing and he's like, man, I want stuff like this in my life and encourage you and want, made you want to be saved. One, get you a Bible to learn of God. Number two, get you a church and get it involved. And if the church ain't right and ain't perfect, then go to another one. Don't give up on God because it's the wrong church. We don't stop going to McDonald's because the fries cold. Go to you go to another McDonald's. If you stay in St. Louis, you don't go. You don't stop going to Emos because this Emos ain't good. You just tell everybody that ain't a good Emos. Go to another Emos. That's what yep. we do. Let's don't treat God like that. Like you know, well, one time we went to church and went right. All church is bad. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's from the devil. Yeah. Don't believe it. Yeah. Man. Facts. Facts but on facts, brother. I think uh, that's it, man. I, 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 it's always hard to end stuff like this, but we out of time, man. <laughs> yeah, man. We're out of time. We'll be back uh, the week after next with another Bible study, man. We may be wrapping it up. We may not. I do not know. But uh, I am so grateful for everybody who chimed in, everyone that was here. What up, uh, Brother Fudge? Uh, I didn't get the chance to acknowledge you earlier. Appreciate you, brother. Um, thank you all for, for coming here, man. And uh, I say this, and we'll go. I know we went a little over time. We're, we're just like you trying to live out the word of God. Right. Don't place us on no high pedestal. 
because we ain't we ain't nobody. We just two guys that love Jesus, and we trying to walk this thing out. That's why we put the scriptures up. That's why we put everything up where you can see it and you can follow along, and we can do this together. You know what I'm saying? As one another. Go ahead, bro. No, I don't, I don't have nothing, man. It's um, hey, just yeah, I'm speechless, bro. It, it, it this one hit, so <laughs> just praise God for it. Glory be to God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for everybody uh, who watched this show and they, be, they believe in you for healing, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for healing for those people. Anybody that come across this, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your healing power to come upon them and change things that's broken. We thank you, Lord, for the testimonies for this. And, Lord, we just give you glory. It is for your grace and for your glory. In Jesus' name. All right, man. Name. I'm C. Micah. I'm Robert Dean. We will be back tomorrow with another sports show. And, uh, hey, man, y'all tune in at 6, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. We out. Take them wherever they go. Take them. 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 Take them